See this? This is my boomstick. Damn, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? Well, baby, he's so horny. He's so horny. It's funny how I be funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Don't, don't, don't. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you oh, mean, no, funny? No, 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 yes. Let's just pray I have the energy to get myself this another beer. This needs an enema. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You have failed me for the last time. Wrong, sir. Wrong. I was saying balloons. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right. Welcome back to the BOD. Uh, I meant what I meant to say, of course, was "Oh my gosh!" and we're back. And by "we're back," I mean I'm back. You know, I, I had originally planned on doing one of those uh, wacky, "Hey, look at me! I'm the big uh, whatever the radio show guy," and blah blah blah. And you know what? It just didn't happen. So you know, if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, this is a solo show. So you have your mouth with you today. Um, it's a Saturday morning, kind of early. Well, early for me, which is what I should say, it's 11.30, so, and that bumping you're hearing is me thinking things were working and plugged in, but actually them not being, and now, okay, I can hear myself, and that's great. Hopefully you can hear me too, and uh, we'll see in a minute. All right, we have a bunch of stuff, well, I have a bunch of stuff to go over. Uh, first and foremost, we have a new band. Yes, sir. I uh, found a group that seemed too out there to let pass, and I uh, picked up their one of their albums off of iTunes. Uh, it was one of those things where I was clicking around looking for like horror pops or some other, some psychobilly band, and then Amazon said, hey, if you like this, this is what other jerks bought. And I was like, oh, that's cool. This one, you know, the one name sounded really uh, out there and cool. So I said, well, I got to check this out. And upon further review, yes, I did have to check it out. So... I uh, picked up the band, the group uh, to listen to him, and I totally dug on this guy. So I sent him an email saying, look, uh, is it okay to play your song? He wrote back saying yes, and he also has a radio show, which or a podcast, just like this one, which uh, I'm going to check out, see if we can link. I haven't listened to it yet, so but I will give his contact information and all that good stuff uh, a little bit later on. That's what's called a teaser. Okay, moving on. Uh, to start off... On Friday, a friend of the show, or a friend of a friend of the show, I don't know, whatever it is, a guy I work with, and uh, we all know him, we all uh, love him, he's a good guy, had his retirement party. Can you believe that? Wow. Uh, I sat next to him for a few years, and let me tell you, he was retired a couple years ago, but he still went to work. Uh, no, I, I, he, he worked, but let's just say uh, the... Retirement bug was heavy on his mind. He wasn't sh he wasn't afraid to share the fact that he wanted to leave. Uh, but we wish him well. I uh, think I think I'll probably be seeing him every now and then to go shoot pool with him or to play guitar. Uh, he plays guitar. He tries to teach me how to play guitar, but I suck. But well, you know what are you gonna do? Ah, big gulp, coffee, early morning. Okay. So you know I don't even think we have a name for this guy. Everyone who's listening who works with us knows who I'm talking about anyway. He was a real cool cat. So we wish him all the best. All right. Well, I have a couple pretty interesting stories. You know, one of the things that I was, uh, as I sat down to do this show, is I remember I remember uh, Dan saying that my one of my, I think it was the second two ago when I did it, because uh, I've done, this is the third, like, just solo show where, you know, I'm just talking, blah, 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 lots of music, that kind of thing. And, and Dan said, wow, after that, you, you sound like you wanted to kill yourself. And I was like, wow, that's no good at all. So I'm going to try and do a little bit more upbeat. But one of the, well, let's see, what if one, two, yeah, you know, I do have some kind of heavy uh, stories or heavy things to talk about. Not, not in a bad way, but just kind of like, ooh, you know, deep. And, and deep, deep for me is not very deep at all. So please bear with me. So... Uh, and, okay, first, I wanted to shout out and say thank you to everyone who uh, asked or sent uh, 
emails about uh, my father. He's he's out. He's doing well. Uh, thank you all for your support and thank you all for, you know, caring. That was nice. Uh, we, I always love to get a lot of email and, you know, anyone that has it or goes on to our MySpace, please uh, make it the community that it should be. All right. Uh, yeah, bunch of dorks. Bod podcast, bunch of dorks. Uh, just look up bunch of dorks on MySpace, and you'll you'll get us. I, I, and we're out there somewhere. Okay. The story that I have for you uh, guys is, and gals is from last weekend. Um, this is kind of a long story, but I'll try to sum it up by the music break. Uh, I worked with somebody, or I hadn't not worked with. I, there was an acquaintance of mine that. Um, was older, and she was basically saying, oh, look, you know, my brother, he, he's he's going to die soon. You know, she, they knew he was, you know, getting towards the end of his life. And he's going on and on about it. And she was going on and on about it. Oh, he has he has a dune buggy, and he has a, he has guns and tools and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I was, like, basically joking but not saying, well, when he dies, just give me a call, and I'll come up and, you know, take this stuff off your hands, <laughs> you know. In a nice way of saying, look, you know, if you don't want that stuff, let me know. Well, I hadn't talked to this acquaintance for some time, and sure enough, out of the blue, I get a phone call at work saying, hey, well, he died, and come on up and take a look at this stuff. And uh, at that time, she was in the middle of the funerals and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I guess it wasn't – she was kind of cool with it. Because they'd been expecting it. Now, I, I hate to trivialize like anyone passing away, because uh, it's always hard and sad, and you and you think back of all the good times you had, and all you know, and, and you miss the person, and that's kind of normal, I think. Um, I really have mixed feelings about when you know someone's going to pass. Um, you, like you're internally going through uh, the, you're going through the like the stages of acceptance of a death. While they're still alive, some sometimes, and I I don't know I don't I have odd feelings about that. Uh, that happened. That's happening to me with a pet. I know, uh, you know. There's a pet, a cat that I have that I love to death. He's been with me. He's been my buddy since '93. Yeah, I know he's getting old, and like, y- you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to know that some something's going to be gone soon. And, and deal with that, even though it's not, like, you have to live in the now kind of a thing. You know, that's kind of like, I, try, I always try to do that. I try and get away from that and say, look, live in the now, make every second count now. That's just my general philosophy. I try to do that for life. That's harder than you think. But, sorry, anyway, back to the story. So she calls, she's in the middle of this funeral, and uh, and I said, well, look, just, you, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on, call, you know, get a hold of me after... Every, all after it dies down, you know, you, you don't need some guy up there sniffing around when when they're talking about burials and stuff. You know, what I mean, like it's just not it's not cool. So she uh, about three weeks pass. I get another phone call at work. Oh, I, I left you answering machine. Your messages on your answering machine, and you never answered. You never picked up and everything. And I was like, okay. I said, no, you didn't. And I said, well, here's my number. And that's the number I called. I know, sure as hell, like every couple of days. Somebody was going home and saying, hey, that crazy lady left another message. You know, it's like some random person. Like, you know how that, like, we've all had that where you push the button and you're like, you know, it's some, somebody talking and you're like, I have no idea what this is even about, but it's hilarious because it's not me. And they're never getting the message. Delete. So anyway, the, um, and, and to preface this, this acquaintance is a little off the deep end, like kind of nutty, flaky, funny, but nuts, you know, and that's, that's okay. We all are in our own way, but she's. More so. Anyway, I say, okay, whatever. Just, I just, you know, get get past this stumbling block of I've left you a message. I say, well, I'm here now. I'll come up. Blah blah blah. Well, I drive up, and first of all, this place is like it's like 45 miles up uh, Florida. You drive up 19. For anyone that is familiar with this area, 45 miles up 19 is about nine and a half hours. That's an exaggeration for comedy effect, but it's not that far off. It's just like light after light after light. And then finally I get to this place. I, well, I get to the turnoff, and it's like by Wicky Watchy, Wiggly Wiggly Piggly Wiggly Mermaid Show or some crap, you know, which uh, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then I turn, and you're going further out and further out and further out. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in like, 
I'm like looking for the deliverance dude, you know, with a bow and arrow. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And there's no signal, like so, you know. Basically, if somebody clubbed me on the head, I'd be done and never found again, thrown in the in the in the river. I digress. I'm not worried about that. But I, so I get to the middle of nowhere, and sh- and there's like guys loading up steel and guys. So I was mostly interested because of um, a lot of steel, a lot of metal. Um, as I've talked about on the show, me and my father do blacksmithing, um, uh, guns and car stuff. You know, basically, if he had beer, I would ask to switch the houses or I'd just live there. You know, didn't happen. So anyway, uh, so I get in there, and there's guys, like, loading up these massive tools, like metal lathes and tons and tons of steel. And I was like, and they they own welding shops, and they, you know, like, they're putting down the serious money. You know, they're they're peeling off six, seven, eight hundred bucks for this stuff, and it's worth it. I mean, it's a good deal. But obviously, you know, I wouldn't have the money or the resources to do that, or or what would the reason be, you know? We're just simple, like we do, we do uh, blacksmithing, and I'm trying to learn how to weld. That that doesn't warrant, you know, spending nine thousand dollars on like metal and shit like that. So anyway, so I, I say hi to these guys, and I, I I go in, and sure enough, there's there's my you know, my friend and and her and her daughter, who's probably like maybe whatever six to ten years older than me, and uh, and I can tell the daughter's kind of frazzled. It's been a tough time for her being trapped in a house with her crazy mom and anyway which i which from what i understand they didn't get along with each other too well their whole lives to begin with anyway so i started and and the the acquaintance starts walking around and showing me this stuff and you know i was like it was kind of cool the father was the, the father owned a metal shop then the son who whose house i was walking through the you know the son of this father owned a metal shop so I'm looking at like this is you know two generations of stockpiling of tools and metal and stuff like that, and it was really cool because I like the old I like older tools I like the older stuff better you know. So I'm walking around and then I get to the hot rod st- stuff and like there's a kind of a garage area that has like you know he has this really old like open air hot rod, which I. I thought it was something different, but when I got there, I was like, wow, you know, it was really cool. And all the posters are all from the late 60s, early 70s, and, like, every, Paps Blue Ribbon stuff all over. And I was like, man, this, you know, it was kind of cool to me because I love the old school hot rodders. I love the guys from, the, like, the the guys that did it in the 50s and the 60s. To me, they were, like, they showed us the way, like, you know, they were working on stuff. Well, even back in the 40s, I guess, you know, the guys that came back from the war that would strip down the old Model A's or, you know, the, the 32 Fords and make them hot rods and stuff. And that was always so cool to me. But in the, the 60s and early 70s, that culture was always cool to me. So when I'm walking around in this in this garage, like, looking at this stuff, and, and trust me, there was hardly room to walk. There was just stuff everywhere. You know, like those hoarders where you walk through and it's like anything you bump knocks four things over because there's, like, tons and tons of shit. But I was, like, looking around, I was like, man, this guy, you know, this guy was... Back in the day, this guy was pretty cool. You know, I, I uh, he had a lot of stuff that kind of struck a chord with me as far as like just, you know, he. It's to me, it's always weird. You can t- kind of look at somebody and assess their life to some degree. I mean, you know, I'm talking about when you look at somebody older or when you look at somebody's house, you know. And uh, but you know, it was kind of cool. This guy, he had like old hot rod magazines and old stuff. And it was like, you know, his day. He had his day where he was a pretty cool dude and uh that day is long since passed but so what you know he had that day some i don't know some of us might not i don't know if i ever had that day i, I i'd like to think i do but where you know you're you're a pretty cool dude cool to hang out with or whatever you know so i don't know long story short is i, I bought up a he had the father had an old um an actual an anvil on a stump with all the tools for uh, blacksmithing so i bought that just the whole thing the stump and everything. And I bought this gigantic uh, crescent wrench or, you know, like an adjustable wrench. The thing is, like, gigantic. And I've always wanted one of those, like, the ones that are so big, you're like, you'd use it to hit somebody, not to really, like, loosen a bolt. You know what I mean? Like, like or if you wanted to undo the bolts, like, hold up a lamppost, you know, on, on the highway, that's how big it is. Like, so I, I got that and I got a couple other little things, you know, uh, just here and there. But uh, oh, I did get a I did get a, a bag of uh, eight millimeter uh, porn films. 
So now I'm in the shop. I'm, I'm looking around for some an eight millimeter projector. But anyway, uh, it was just it was it was kind of cool, and you know, seeing all these guns and seeing all this stuff. You know, the guy had Uzis and crazy. I mean, he was probably kind of nuts too, but uh, but kind of cool. And uh, on the drive home, you know, because I'm just it's just me sitting there with a bunch of steel and a bunch of you know crap in the back of the of the truck, and I'm driving. You know, you start reflecting or thinking back, and I, it it's hard for me to like. I was summing up this guy's life as I walked through his possessions. Like, you know, it's kind of eerie to me. I know the same thing happened with my grandfather, who was a, a super hoarder. You know, he had like tons of crap everywhere. And when he died, you know, my mother and and all the relatives and everything, they didn't even know what to do with this shit. And that's where they are. And that's where the, this family is now. It's it's virtually worthless. It's not, but it is. Like, you know, what do you, like you're never gonna get the money worth that it's worth. But it's it's used old stuff, you know. It's it's kind of hard. So it was just one of those things where, as I was driving home, I started thinking about, you know, what if I died? Who, who like, and people were pawing through my stuff, and what what would they think, you know? Or, or what would would anyone? stand back like how I did and said, well, you know, that guy had his day. He was pretty cool in his day, you know. Uh, and maybe he wasn't. That's another thing. I'm making assumptions on my perception of his things. Maybe the guy was a complete ass. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying he was or wasn't. I'm just saying, like, if somebody was pawing through my stuff, what, what would they think? You know, there's Hello Kitty, there's guns, there's weapons, there's pinball machines and stuff. You know, like, it's just was one of the things where you, as you... Uh, I started looking at my life and as, and things I do, which are ingrained in your little pea brain. Like, don't get any, don't have any delusions that you can actually change as a person. You can a little bit, but there's some things that just seem to be ingrained in families and in you know nature, nurture, a whole, that whole thing. Uh, and it just I don't know. It kind of struck a chord with me. I was just was thinking and thinking, and uh, whatever. It was a good. It was a nice afternoon. You know, walking around with a crazy, crazy lady, looking at some dead dude stuff. Um, I hope that I, uh, as me and my father, use this anvil that we got. Maybe you know, maybe the because I was looking at some of the guys' uh, metalwork and the, and the, even the, the the father's metalwork. You know, from the and I was thinking, well, maybe maybe we can carry on the tradition by using his stuff. You know, that's it's kind of a way of honoring somebody. You know, keeping things. She did offer the she offered me to buy the hot rod. And, uh, boy, I, I struggle with that even now. This is a week later and I'm still thinking like, how could I swing it? Where could I put it? How could I, you know, cause it needs work. It hasn't run since 81, but it looks like one of those things where it was parked and just never driven. Like that's just a flush the fluids, redo the fluids, you know, prime it. That's like kind of easy stuff. Swap out some hoses. But I, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm gonna have to let let it go. I would love to have that thing. You know, it's just a massive beast of a car, and it would be my daily driver, so people would think I'm, you know, like what the here comes this guy again. You know, a super loud race car thing. But uh, I guess I mean I'm gonna have to let it go. There's, I do want a hot rod because I do work on cars and stuff like that. And but uh, there's there's one specific hot rod that I want. Uh, you know, a 32 High Boy that. Me throwing away money on anything else would just be a waste. Like, why spend five grand on this when I can put the five grand towards my dream car? You know, it's something that you, to look forward to, I guess. All right. Well, uh, enough of that long story. I hope I didn't put everyone to sleep. It was just kind of an interesting, curious day. I like I like doing that stuff sometimes. keeps you keeps you awake in life. All right. Well, I've teased it enough. Now, finally, the unveiling of the next BOD supergroup. Yes, indeedy. The Reverend Beatman. This crazy cat is, uh, well, I'm going to let you listen to it by your, you know, for your, think about it for yourself. And, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to, like, listen to his album over and over, like, to get the complete feel for it. But I want you guys to check it out. And, uh, a dig on him. I'll give his contact out, information out so you can go and buy up all of his uh, CDs and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Here is Reverend Beatman with The Clown of the Town. Kind of sounds like me, doesn't it? <laughs> no! Turn it on! Turn it back on! <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
Thank you very much, uh, Howard Dean. <laughs> I love that scream we have of him going nuts and like uh, losing the candidacy last two, whatever, a million years ago. Anyway, that was Reverend Beatman. Um, I love him. I hope you guys dig on him. If you want to check him, check him out more, other than doing a Google search, which would be, would be the smart way of doing it. He is on MySpace. Um, how I found him was I just typed in Reverend Beatman, B E A. T-M-A-N. But you can also go to uh, the record site where you can purchase some of his stuff and, and also check out some of his you know music and videos and everything. VoodooRhythm.com forward slash reverend. You can, of course, just go to VoodooRhythm.com and then you know he'll be one of the artists. Um, it's V-O-O-D-O-O-R-H-Y-T-H-M.com forward slash reverend. And uh, don't misspell Reverend like I did the first time. I'm like, well, I can't find it. I'm dumb. Okay. Uh, again, that was Clown of the Town. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be doing a double shot of him. The second one I picked out is. It's kind of like a. I, I can't even describe it. I'll let it. I'll, I'll tease that and then move on. The second. The second part of, the show. Is I. <sighs> Every corporation goes through flux, um, you know, expanding, you know, contracting, blah, 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 like hiring, freezing, laying off, all that kind of stuff. More and more in the news, this isn't, our, well, this is all-encompassing. This isn't me talking about personally where I'm at right now or where uh, anyone's at right now. This is just me musing about the state of corporate America or I guess the state of corporations in the world, really. Because uh, I hear more and more of the economists talking about global um, crisis, not you know they're not saying, well, we're we're really screwed, but everyone else is doing great, you know. The um, I I was thinking about like you know because currently I know you know currently in our in our uh, 
country. You know, there, there's a lot of layoffs. That, you know, unemployment is starting to go up. Uh, so naturally, everyone's responding with layoffs and cutting back and blah, 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 and we don't have this and that and the other thing. You know, and I started to think about my perception as I was a, a young buck coming out of uh, college or as I was going through college, you know, I, I, I was really a, kind of a not, – I'm not going to say an overachiever, but my God, no. But, I mean, I worked really hard. I tried really hard. I had like this rosy outlook towards when I, you know, when I get out, you know, I dressed a certain way, I I, I was kind of like one of the, uh, and, and my personality was still there, but I, I saw the world differently, like I thought, man, you, you know, you work hard, you do good, it's nothing but green pastures, you know, wow, it did get me a couple, you know, jobs, I you start learning the reality of life as you're as you're climbing, well, climbing or not climbing ladders, but going in and out of jobs, and you're learning things and seeing things. You start to open your eyes a little bit more from the. I, I I'm not sure if anyone else thinks the way I did. Like I really thought, man, you know, you work hard. You just the the world is your oyster. And uh, well, but whatever, I didn't really realize. Uh, as you get older, this is the other thing you start to realize, or I, I start to realize, you, you're constantly looking to be replaced by someone cheaper. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like I didn't really envision that uh, that as a professional or as a in, in corporate America, you know, once you get rolling, if you ever take your foot off the gas for one moment to stop and and look around the scenery you're going to be removed and replaced by some young person working at half the price. I haven't, I don't know. Maybe, I, and again, I'm seeing this through my own eyes. This isn't anyone else. I, I'm pretty sure if the other, the other dorks were in the studio, I'd be getting beat up pretty good right now from my perspective. But it just seems like there's no more value placed on, on the old tool that, that's been with you for for. 12, 15, 20 years, you know, it just seems like more and more, they're just like, ah, throw it out, it's disposable, and get a, get a new tool at half price, you know. To me, there's a certain comfort in having, uh, I like when I work with the old tools, like, in, okay, of course I've shifted from corporate America to a, to a work bench or a work, or a workshop kind of a analogy, but Bear with me. I think you can follow along. You know, the little, the M&Ms I'm leaving along the path aren't too hard to pick up and swallow. So the old tool that you've bought, you you made the investment on, and you've, it's been with you for 20, 30 years. You know it. You know how it's going to work. You know how it's going to react. It's not cheap. You know, you made the investment, and it's a good, it's a good tool. Like I think of that as like the the labor force. You know, these, and even the ones that aren't the best they've been with you through thick and thin they know how to you know how they're going to react you know how they know how i'm going to react like as you your years accumulate obviously you know your your employer knows you as a person they know you as how you're going to react during crunch time during lazy time you know maybe every third monday he comes in hungover maybe allegedly but i'm just saying okay, that's just a joke anyway so um but more and more like I guess those are ideals that I grew up with, where, oh, you know, my mom and dad are going to work for the same place forever, you know, because their grand, their, their parents did, and more and more, that's just that the harsh reality is that is not the world, you know. Uh, at some point or another, people decided that, nah, who, we don't need loyalty, just, you know, I can hire somebody cheaper and look at the money I'll save, uh, and I, th- this is where it gets a little sticky to me. Although that is true, part of me says, well, wait, that's, that's like going against like human, like, that's morally wrong. Like ethically and morally, that's wrong. If somebody's given their life to you, you should at least have the, the common decency to, to, to support them, you know. But that's not, I mean, I guess I, I live in an unrealistic fantasy world. That's not really... And I and, and I'm, again, this is not talking about where I'm at now. This is talking about generalities. Um, I, it, I shake my head when I see 
you know, where they'll a company will send stuff over to overseas for a call center, and then of course that doesn't work because it just doesn't work. And then it comes back and you know, hi, my name is Bruce. No, it isn't. You know, but anyway, so you just then you then it comes back here, and then they hire up a, a, a team of just you know kids that they're going to pay half price for. You know, and it's. I guess I'm just rambling. It just is one of those things where I wish more and more there would be some loyalty. I think if some loyalty stayed within the the corporations, maybe they would run better. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm not an ec- I'm not an economics major. I had a few of the classes, but nothing. You know, I didn't get past micro and macro. It wasn't like where I or you know entry level and then probably two or three classes more just for business and statistics and crap like that. So I have a general knowledge, but I know, God, God help me, if I was sitting next to somebody who, who studied economics, they'd just be like, well, these are the 90 times that you were wrong in that statement, you know, and I'd be like, okay, done, I'm out. But I just wish more and more that they would invest more in the people and in, in our country to keep sustaining it. Like, in the long run, do you think corporations would close down? Is my thinking, is my philosophy like wrong? Where if if people invested in the in in their employees and kept them, and and there was more like loyalty, don't you think they would like win out in the end? I don't know. Maybe I'd, maybe they wouldn't. I, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying my perspective. I like I wish if I ever had like a company, or I wish I would get down to the like last couple people, or the, you know my my workforce, and I would just keep them by letting them know how important they are. But, again, I, I mean, I've talked about this too much. It's just one of those things where uh, sometimes I think about it and wonder, you know. So, uh, what else is going on? I'm trying to think. We had the, uh, well, the Olympics is, obviously the Olympics are going on. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I don't really care or like the Olympics. I do find myself, like, watching and going, oh, well, you know, not watching the show, watch, like kind of watching the news to see did we win golds, blah blah blah. Who's the who's the stud of the thing? Of course, the, the, this year it's the the swimmer Michael Phelps, uh, which yay for him. You know, but it's kind of like for a while I watched the Tour de France because you know I'm into uh, bike riding and I mean bikes and mountain biking and stuff like that. So the Tour de France has, is kind of interesting. And of course, it got whipped up in Lance Fever when Lance won 900 in a row. But I can't help anymore. Anytime I watch these kind of things, I just automatically assume they're shady. It's like there's really no difference between watching, like, pro wrestling and the Olympics or the Tour de France. Like, I assume everyone's dirty, like, with steroids. And, like, I just I assume they're all, like, you know, the, I, I don't know. I automatically assume that it's all just fake. It, I know it isn't. These are hard athletes. These athletes work hard. But I know they all do something. And, you know, the in, maybe not they all, don't, they all don't do steroids, but... If baseball and football showed us anything, well, not football. If baseball showed us anything, yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, you know, I remember reading the paper like a, two weeks ago or two months ago or whatever it was. That one guy was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a pitcher and I, I do steroids in you know in baseball." The guy looked like scrawny, bird-chested dude. I'm like, he did steroids, but, but they, like, I guess at that level, everyone does. Like, he wasn't ba- like a, he wasn't like bulky or huge, you know. Like when you look at like Bonds or the who was that other the Sosa and there's other some dude with an 80s haircut who was knocking a, hot, a home run every game or two home runs every game. Uh, McGuire, that's who it was. I mean, okay, those dudes. When you look at me, you're like, yeah, steroids. The guy can lift my car, and he's and he's angry all the time. That's you know, that's steroids. But um, you know, they start some of these guys are saying, oh, like, and the the bike riders that do it, they they just say in performance enhancing drugs, because uh, that that must be for all uh, cardio, because. You know the bike riders; they're not big. They're, they're all—I mean, they're, they're muscular, but they're all skinny little dudes. You know, you're not you're not gonna have a big 300-pounder running the tour to, or riding the tour to France. Well, you will for about a minute, then they'll fall over. But uh, so when I whenever I see the the results, I always um, I just laugh. I'm like, okay, that's not—they're all on drugs. You know, they're just they're just on really good drugs that you can't detect yet. You know what I mean? So and then the, then the controversy, of course, about the uh, Chinese um, gymnasts who. I did. I was watching that, and I was standing there watching because the controversy is, if you don't follow this, is um, there's the there's the Chinese gymnastics team, and then then, and they all they all literally they look like they're like eight or nine. I mean they they're whatever, they're not 
women. And then, like, standing beside him was the, the American gymnast team, and, and it looked like moms taking their kids out for, for trick-or-treating. You know what I mean? I was literally like, what? That? Yeah, and the law, or the rule is they have to be 16 in that calendar year. And, of course, you know, all the American women looked like, women, teenagers, girls, whatever, they all looked like they were 16. You know what I mean? They were... And the Chinese ones, no way, no freaking way were they even close to, if they were probably saying they were like 12 and they were lying about that. Like these like were literally like tiny little girls, you know, and I just had a laugh. I made up one of those uh, motivational per, uh, posters. For, I've never made one before, but I made one up for it and I, I thought it was funny, but I think it's too obscure. Like I put it out on a few of the, of the, of the forums I was, I go to and, uh, and uh, you know, it was okay. It was funny, but not, not ha ha funny. So I, it's just one of those things. So right off the bat, you know, everyone I remember the movie was like some pitcher that was or in the in the little league world league that was you know eighteen or some crap. Like there's always they're always trying to like circumvent the rules or lie or cheat, you know. And it's just like God, can't anything just be fun? Like I I saw that volleyball was an Olympic sport. I'm like volleyball, what? And then and then it was like something where like some little dude on a horsey like trots around. I'm like, okay, if I can do that, that's not an Olympic sport. If you know, I can like to make a horse do most of what that guy was doing. I was like, not not Olympic sport. I don't even care. There's there's some of the stuff in this thing. Are like, why would you do that? Like beach volleyball. What? Like, you know, it, that's I, I, I that's I don't even consider. I think that's what people do when they're drunk. It's like it'd be like drunk softball to me. Same thing. Like you know, if they had a whole bunch of corporate teams and then that was in the Olympic sport and you're like, oh okay, every every time you hit a home run, you get to drink a you know. A, a, drink a beer and run around the bases, you know, it'd be the same thing. That's what beach volleyball is to me. I don't know, but people get all crazy with stuff. I think that's what I lack. I, I lack that, like, caring about things enough to make it, like, I'd be good at it. There's, I mean, there's some stuff that I'm good at, but even that's just like, meh, you know, it's fun. I, I do it till it's not fun, then I stop doing it because I don't, I'm not going to waste my time on something that, you know, infuriates me. So, I don't know, I think pinball uh, should be an Olympic sport. I think I could do a training regiment for that. And, um, yeah, and I think water polo should also be on horses. I want to see horses with scuba gear and then, like, like an actual, like, how they play polo on the, on the road, like, on the grass, but make it in the water. That's, that would be, to me, that's, you know, water polo would be that. I want to see some horses swimming around underwater. That'd be kind of cool. Okay, moving on. I got nothing. I right, just so watch the. I'm, well, I guess I'm saying is, hey, have fun watching the Olympics, but but no, it's it's just like world wrestling, that it's professional wrestling. I'm sorry, that's with the big dudes that go through tables and light things on fire. It's just the same as that. Uh, just uh, they don't get paid as much as the wrestlers. Okay, well, moving on. Now here is our second music break with the Reverend Beatman. I'll talk about this after we're done. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I was listening to it the first time I listened to it. I was like, huh? It was really, uh, it made me laugh. It, uh, it was just cool. So I hope you dig it. There can be only one. Several languages. 
You speak English. Parle français. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Or hable espanol. Parlare italiano. I didn't. I was very, very bad in school. He said, Steve man, what is one and one? I didn't know. He said, what is 250,000 million minus 720 trillion? I was very, very bad in school. But I made it to the ninth grade. Then, one day, one rainy day, my real father, he came to school and he said, Speed man, I'm back. I'm here only for you. I tell you now something. You have to learn a job. Do something out of your life. You know, be an electrician or be a cook or, or be a graphic artist. I say, Papa, no way. I just bought myself a guitar and I play in a rock and roll band. And my father said, no good. Not good, Pete man. This is not good. It's not because rock and roll is Satan's music. It's because you cannot make money out of rock and roll. That's because it's bad. I say, Papa, I don't give a fuck. Just want to be the beat man way. The beat man way. And now, I am 40 years old. I saw no end, and I saw no beginning at all. And I start to drink alcohol. First, I start to drink a beer. And then a second one, and a third one. After beer, I drunk wine. First white wine, and then red wine. After wine, I drunk sin. After sin, I drunk whiskey as well. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. And then, I start to smoke cigarettes. After cigarettes, I smoke marijuana cigarettes. Oh, after marijuana cigarettes, I sniffed speed up my nose. After speed, I shot heroin up my way to live it up. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. After heroin, I took LSD. And I saw the pink elephant flying around my head. I said to myself, Beatman, this is no life anymore. Kill yourself. Commit suicide right now. And I run and I jumped into the river. First, I saw the little fish. And then I saw the bigger fish too. And at the end, on the ground, I felt the stones. I felt how sharp they are. And I felt how my soul flow away from my body. And then I saw a light, a beautiful bright light. And as I hear a song, a song only for me. And I start to walk into the light. It was warm. I run. I walk. I run. I crawl. I did everything just go to this light. And at the end of the light, I saw something I never saw in my life before. It was a mix between Robert Johnson, Marilyn Monroe, Tura Satana, Betty Page, Iggy Pop, and Gigi Allen. And he, she said to me, Welcome to heaven, beat man. Come in. I said, no, I cannot go to heaven because I raped my dog and I killed my stepfather and I, I kicked the cat up the asshole that he dies. I cannot go to fucking heaven, you bitch. And he, she said to me, Everybody can go to heaven, even you, my son. I said, I don't want to go to heaven, and I don't want to go to hell as well. Just want to go the beat man way. The beat man way.
Somebody stop me! Oh my gosh, and I'm back. I haven't been using that. I'm sorry, gentle listener. You know, usually I, I and usually I only say gentle listener when I'm hammered, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm drunk on coffee. It's twelve in the afternoon. Anyway, you know what? Thank you very much, Reverend Beatman. And that song was called The Beatman. And I, in show planning, I should have put that one on after the first segment, don't you think? Uh, that was more of the, uh, to follow the introspective logic, but our show makes no sense. So, okay then. Moving on. Pay no attention to that. Look over this way. And, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to think what else I have going on. Oh, I'm sorry, go to visit, again, Reverend Beatman. That would be uh, voodoorhythm.com forward slash reverend. But check out all the bands they have on there. Um, I hope you dig on them. Uh, let's see. And what else has been going on? I guess it's been, it's been... Man, this week has just flown by. Some, the last couple weeks, I'll tell you what, they've just been a freaking blur. I don't even know where they went. Like, uh, and, I, and it's not like I have anything special... You know, it's not that I've taken up, you know, jogging that's, ta- that's God help me. Uh, it's not that I've taken up jogging that's taken up an extra hour of my day or anything like that. I just, I don't know. Like, I, okay, my work starts at 11. I have to be there at 11, you know. I work like the mid-shift, 11 to 8. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, I I almost overslept twice. I'm like, how do you oversleep for a job that starts at 11 in the morning? You know, it's like, that's so late. I used to get up at 4.50 and 6.50 every day. And, uh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know where the hell my head's been. I, I, I have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to start setting my alarm because I want to go to the gym in the mornings before I get to work. Uh, it makes me. I feel better, and I. I just like to get up. You know, get up around 7:30, hit the gym, come back. You know, have have some coffee, shower, and go. You know, that's a good way to start your day. Then you've actually done something. Man, the last couple of days have just been like a lazy slug. Me and the cat just laying there sleeping all day. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Oh, and, and you know what? I should have started the show with this, but again. Don't try to find any, like, logical thread to either my mind or this show. The um, Part of the reason that I'm sitting here doing this by myself is Man With No Name is celebrating a birthday. Um, how, how, why does that mean no show this week? Well, I'll tell you. Well, not no show. Me show. Why is that me show horny? Why does that uh, mean me only your mouth this week? Well, I'll tell you. We, um, to celebrate Man With No Name's birthday, we went out to a... Uh, Japanese restaurant, you know, where they go the hoot hoot hoot, and they, you know, they bounce stuff off the grill and you know throw shrimp in the air and all that kind of crap, uh, which are they're very good. I love eating at those places. Um, so we went there and I got to meet Man with No Name's parents and uh, you know we just hung out, and had a good time. And then um, tonight we are going to have probably a well, okay, I'm gonna hide it as a show. Like, I'm going to say, okay, everyone come over for the show, and then we're going to have, like, a small thing, giving them prizes. prizes. Hey, you won! You didn't die yet. No, the uh, giving him uh, presents and, you know, cake and stuff like that. Like, so he thinks that nothing's happening this weekend, but I think we're going to surprise him uh, with a show. And then I was like, well, should we do a show or not? And I said, ah, the hell with it. I'll, I'll just do this. You know, bust out a show, hopefully amuse you folks for a little while. And then, uh, you know, we're getting close to the 100th show. I mean, that's, uh, man, next week is, not, next week, if we, have, if we have one, will be uh, 99 shows. Who thought? <laughs> We've been doing this for two and a half years now. My gosh. Time flies. <laughs> or like, like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of my life. Sad, really. Sad that I can remember the opening to uh, Days of Our Lives soap opera, too. I don't know what that's about. Sorry, everyone. So, long story short is I said, nah, the hell with the show tonight. I'll knock one out, and then I'll just make tonight just about, a, you know, kind of a surprise. We're not really doing a show. We're going to just hang out and eat pizza and drink beer. Well, I'll drink beer. I don't know if anyone else is going to. I'll drink enough for everyone. Don't worry about that. Which is another reason I shouldn't be behind the microphone. I'm noticing more and more, I gotta really like dry out. I, I, you know, the whole like getting drunk and uh, doing a show. I don't know if it's really working. It just makes me sound like a bl- blathering idiot, and, I, and uh, that's sad to me, kinda. I don't think I'm the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm also not as big a stupid idiot as I come across sometimes. 
Hopefully you're laughing with me, but I know in my heart everyone's laughing at me. They're like, hey, look at the town drunk. He's behind the microphone again. That's just great. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to curtail that, much to uh, the joy of Dan, our faithful listener. All right. Been watching. I did watch a ton of movies this, this week, but I don't know. We've had a lot of negative feedback whenever we do movie reviews, so I'm kind of cautious about that. I did get to see Stargate, Stargate Continuum. I rented this blind buy. I, I like this first Stargate, so I rented it, and uh, yeah, really good movie. Uh, I assumed it was going to be terrible, so but I but I put it. I mean, I watched anyway. I love watching bad sci-fi movies. Totally loved it. You know, I even get, I let my parents borrow it, and you know, and, and they they dug it too. It was just a great, fun. Sh- it was a fun, you know, movie. It don't. I don't think about things like you know like plot holes or I don't care how they went through time or any of this. And they were like, well, this would never work. I don't care. Of course it wouldn't work. That's why I watch a movie. You know, if I want to see real things, I'll walk out my door and look at how lame that is. Now, don't need, don't need logic. Don't need to know if something would actually work or not. Just sit down and watch. That's kind of how I watch all my movies, which would explain my choices of movies. I did. I did. I did see, um, gosh, what else did I see? Nothing. I guess I did. I saw a lot of movies, but nothing's coming to my mind. I rented one, but I had to take it back. I've already had it three days over the two-day <laughs> rental, which I do that a lot. I suck. I mean, right now they don't have any – Blockbuster doesn't have any uh, um, late fees, which, oh, you know, that's great for me. I try not to abuse it too much, but I always end up like a day or two over. But I remember, like, for those who don't remember, back in the 80s when this started, like, popping up, like the – the rental places, you know, and it was just like these tapes, and they weren't all, It was there was a lot of mom and pop places still, and there was like the blockbusters and all that kind of stuff. Man, late fees were brutal. They were so harsh. Like, like how it's gotten to where it is now, if you only know now, you've lived a, a happier life. You should be very thankful, because I'll tell you what, like now I have like the thing where they mail me three, and it's like I have the top end of the, you know, unlimited... You can keep it for how many days, or you can trade it in and get a movie off of their rack while I while I'm waiting for them to mail me the next one. So literally, I, most days I have six movies from Blockbuster. So, and there's no late fees. There's no nothing. It's just a one-time whatever twenty dollar a month fee or whatever. Maybe it's twenty four. I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. I watch literally like eight movies a week because of this. And uh, you know, and there's just it's just guilt free, no problem. If one sits there for too long, doesn't matter. You know, when. When this first all started, the uh, the whole video rentals and, and stuff like that, oh my god, it was crazy. Like they had to have like blank checks and and uh, and and if you were like late, it was like another rental day, but they needed it back and stuff. It was like all crazy. Like you, I always paid so much in like late fees. It made it like it was like twice as much. And I'm generally good about like a lot of this stuff. Like I, I'm, I'm never late for, well, not never, but I'm almost never work, late for work. I think one time in my 12 year history have I been late at my current job, and before that never. But uh, so you know, I, I, I do like have pretty good time management skills. I just don't like getting the extra time to take something back to the store is hard for me sometimes. And it's like, and the library, like I always have library late fees. That's just one of the things in my life that's out of control. I can't seem to dial that in, but. Back in the day, oh my God, that was so much money I pissed away every year. And now, and now it's like so perfect. Like a lot of things seem to be going in the right way. You know, the way cell phones work now. Like I pay one big bill, unlimited everything, texting, internet. I don't care. Like everything, I don't have to worry about anything on the phone anymore. Where when the cell phone business, or or even if anyone can even remember that strange fad of the pagers. <laughs> thank God that's gone. But like I'm sure they're still around. Maybe somebody still uses them, but you know. Not me, and uh, all that stuff was so expensive, and it like texts were so much money, and it was like some things are getting cheaper and better, while other things like gas and you know inflation is going the other way. But you already know that because you're living in the same world as me for the most part. I, I think I'm the only one that sees the world as I do, but uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got. I don't know. I, I should probably throw on one more show to. Or one more uh, song to to close out before the Land of the Lost theme. I won't put Land of the Lost over Reverend Beatman because I don't think that would work out very well. What do they call it? A mashup? I could be doing a mashup, y'all. 
I don't even know what that means. Just just ignore me, please. So, um, I hope that the surprise gathering tonight goes well. I'm sure it will. If not, I'll drink enough that it won't matter in the morning because I'll be more worried about my hangover anyway. And um uh, trying to think what else. Pop's home, doing good. Hopefully everyone that is listening to me is doing good. And uh, we will see you next week, I hope. And enjoy one more song from our newest friend, the Reverend Beatman. Make sure you look him up at Voodoo Records, or Voodoo Rhythms, my God, sorry, VoodooRhythm.com. Dig it. Oh, ciao la bella,